Group 3, Assessment 1B, Assessing Imagination and Creativity. Prior to any readings, Group 3 quickly came to the consensus that determining a method to assess creativity and imagination fairly was not going to be an easy task. It was suggested that while some educational feats lend themselves to measuring, the amount of creativity and imagination applied to a task seems immeasurable. One thing that we all agreed upon, though, was that any effort to adequately assess creativity must take into account the process of creativity, not just the product. The outputs of creative work are often subjective, and to assess creativity and imagination based purely on the quality of a final product does not give justice to the thought processes involved. As was discovered in our discussions in Learning Module 1, there is not one all-encompassing and universally accepted definition of creativity. This ambiguity creates an additional difficulty in attempting to assess creative ability, as how can teachers assess something without completely knowing what they're looking for? Schools attempting to implement a framework for assessing creativity must therefore adopt a specific definition. Well, with this dilemma, we began to question whether creativity and imagination can actually be assessed fairly. As Ellis and Lawrence contemplate, should we be attempting to assess creativity at all? Do we risk losing it if we do? Although we were unable to conclusively answer this question, some significant arguments in favour of assessing creativity and imagination emerged in subsequent discussion, and are as follows. Firstly, skills that aren't assessed are often viewed as less important than those that are. For skills of creativity and imagination to feature as an important part of school curriculums, these skills should be assessed. Secondly, Assessing creativity and imagination encourages educators to gain a better understanding of the skills involved in these capabilities and how to develop these skills in the classroom. This may also lead to a better understanding of assessment itself. Thirdly, through making a conscious effort to assess skills of creativity and imagination across the curriculum, teachers may become more aware of opportunities to encourage creativity in subject areas not traditionally seen as creative. And lastly, through a process called plasticity, the architecture of our brains are adapted to the experiences that life presents us. If students are presented with situations at a young age that demand them to engage their creativity and imagination, then connections and parts of the brain responsible for this capacity will be strengthened. If creativity and imagination are assessed regularly during the sensitive periods of learning that occur at primary school, then students are more likely to find themselves in classroom situations that demand creativity and will develop as creative people equipped to deal with the challenges of our uncertain future. Group 3 also highlighted that it's important to consider the way in which assessment itself is viewed in determining its role in education for creativity and imagination. It was suggested that assessment in the form of ranking students against each other and judging the value of what students produce is simply inconsistent with the nature of creativity and imagination. Instead, it was proposed that assessment for creativity and imagination should be child-centred, taking into account the whole child with the aim of informing teaching to get the best out of the individual. Creative Partnerships put forth that assessing creative development is only useful if it is part of a wider strategy committed to promoting creativity in pupils' learning and if it is delivered in the context of a shared vision and understanding in the role of creativity in young people's lives. This leads to the practical side of our discussion, whereby existing models for assessing creativity and imagination were analysed and the sources of evidence and assessment tools employed were explored. 
It became evident to us that in attempting to assess creativity and imagination, firstly, the underlying skills involved in expressing these qualities must be determined so that educators know what they're looking for. Through a careful analysis of our research and personal ideas presented throughout the discussion, an extensive, although not exhaustive, list of the skills involved in working creatively could be compiled and is, in, and is as follows. These skills are reflection and evaluation, communication of ideas, collaboration, skills in creative production, ability to generate ideas, confidence and enjoyment, critical thinking, openness and courage to take risks and explore ideas, and finally, independence and the ability to listen to one's inner voice. Assessing these skills, of course, requires sufficient evidence. So again, through our personal ideas and extensive research, as a group, we identified some possible sources of evidence of creativity and imagination in the classroom. However, it's important to keep in mind that the assessment of creative work will always require some level of interpretation and negotiation. These sources of evidence are observations, student portfolios, student annotation of work, student personal reflections and evaluations, communication and negotiation with students, and design briefs. From our research, it seems that there's a real buzz concerning the issue of encouraging creativity and imagination in education. With so much research into the issue and with so many great steps being taken on an international level, our group was interested to see whether the ripple effects for this were evident at a local level in some of the schools that we've attended on our teaching placements. After consulting the websites of some of these schools, group members were unable to find any conclusive evidence to suggest that these schools were taking any major steps to encourage creativity and imagination in the classroom and to actively assess the skills involved in working creatively. This leads us to believe that while there seems to be some fantastic movement towards encouraging creativity and imagination in the classroom, this is still far from becoming common practice.